The information we provide in this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It should not be used in the place of advice from a mental health medical professional for prevention, diagnosis, or treatment of any other illness. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help. The opinions shared in this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect those of our employers. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another and in fact, this is a really true exciting episode because this is the final episode in season one of Here Comes a Thought. Can you guys believe it? I, I can can't. believe a lot of things right now. Sure, it took a long time to get here. Oh, I took a lot longer than we really anticipated, believe me. But, you know, with Hurricane Maria, with school, with work and everything else in between, you know, it just it took a while, but we're here. And that's the important part. We are here. The final episodes, the final two episodes of season one, which is the jailbreak and the return. And I am so excited to to cover these final episodes with my two very lovely co-hosts and our very special guest who's been on here quite a few times already. But I we like to welcome him back always. Has, so he, joining... been here, has he been here more than once? No. Yeah, he's been here a couple of times. No, it's just once. It's just, just once. once. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he, No, he was in for a special. He was only in for a special. For a special. I thought it was two specials. No, for the Here Comes the Thought special. Mark cannot be trusted. <laughs> Listen. Mark, Mark, has he, Listen, has he I'm blending. Uh, <laughs> would you believe me if I told you I was? Yes. <laughs> Listen, I'm just getting my two podcasts mixed up, okay? I think that's what it is. All right, let's keep going. Listen, all right. So joining joining us tonight, we have uh, Josue. And of course, I also have my lovely co-host, Kat and John. Hi. Hi. And we're off to a so, great start, everyone. Yeah, this is, this is an amazing start. Okay. <laughs> so I think we should just go right into jumping into the episode, right? Well, Josue, who's been on every podcast in the Geek Therapy Library, right? Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. The network, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, I think sorry, so. the library. No, I haven't. You, I haven't been li- on each one. Actually, <laughs> I haven't. Which one haven't you been on? I haven't been on the Queer Comics podcast. I haven't been on How Dare they? Nation. How dare they? I yeah. know. I know. I, I haven't been on the Codex. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's right. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, on the code I, had a, I had to fire him, you know, before the we, we recorded one episode, didn't like it, had to fire him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had to get a new guy. <laughs> the the new point guy, a thousand times better. The point is that Josue is the Stephen glue that holds all of us crystal gems together. Hey, I if I can help make uh, a podcast happen, I'll do whatever it takes, yeah. even if it means being on every episode. <laughs> Speaking of which, I need to run five other podcast ideas off uh, by you off air. You know, just just so you know. Please don't do that. That is my weakness. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, don't take advantage. Postway is one of that those people totally that you go. You know, I was thinking of creating a podcast, and Jose goes, "You were thinking of creating a podcast? Great! I've got this network." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you need? What do you need? <laughs> what do you need? Yep. And 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 he's he's the man and he will help you. <laughs> so 
All right, let's right. let's get the results started. may vary, but yeah, I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into these episodes, guys. So ep- we're gonna cover episodes fifty-one and fifty-two of Steven Universe. We have the return. We're gonna jump. We're gonna start with that first. So I'm gonna do my bit, which conveniently enough, this episode starts with the bits. So. Uh, we have Steven and Greg. They they go to PD to get the bits. And a lot, like as they get the bits, we have them kind of conversing with PD for a little bit. And then they walk away. And then something happens. All the, the glass shatters and Steven falls. And then they see this giant hand in the sky. And they're like, you know, what the heck? What's going on here? And so they go to the beach and they see uh, Garden, Amethyst, and Pearl with the light cannons. And they're trying to get everything set up. And then, you know, they're saying that it's Peridot, she's come back, and now they need to prepare, they need to, and then they entrust Steven with um, evacuating the city. So he goes, he calls up Mayor Dewey and tells him that he needs to rally the people and get them to evacuate their homes because it's not safe in Beach City. So Mayor Dewey does so, and then when Steven comes back, he realizes that, you know, Greg has his stuff all packed up and that. Steven has to leave because Garnet is explaining how he his voice is like their rally like their rally cry like he like they know that with him there that they can stand up and and take on anything and so they need to make sure that he's safe. So they start leaving and then Greg starts shedding some light on the crystal gems and the gems in in general and this causes Steven to kind of feel like he needs to be there for uh, you know his friends because he knows that he has his mom's shield and without it you know without it the first time everyone would have been gone and so now he fears that without him now without the shield his friends are gonna you know be destroyed be captured you know whatever so after a confrontation with greg um he man he he goes back to beach city with lion um and he gets to them as they're still trying to deflect the ship or destroy the ship, but to no avail. And then when he, they notice that he's there, that's when the ship touches down and out pops up uh, Peridot and this new gem, Jasper. And at first, the, she's kind of disregarding everything like, oh, you know, these gems are, are worth, aren't worth my time. And, you know, just fire them with the laser and they have... Um, lapis with them and so they tried like the crystal gems try to get steven behind them to so that they can protect him but then when the the ship starts firing its its laser steven jumps in front of them and summons the shield to protect them and upon seeing the shield and the symbols on the shield jasper realizes that that's rose quartz who you know is steven's mom and so she attacks them and and Garnet's trying to protect Steven, and Jasper pulls out this weapon and manages to de- destabilize, is, is what the weapon is called, and Garnet sort of falls apart. And then Jasper grabs Steven, uh, notes, like, what had happened, like, they took her base, so to speak, uh, her army is in ruins, and she's weak, and then Jasper headbutts Steven, and that's the end of the episode. So... What do we think, guys? What do we think? What's in this episode? This episode was really hard to sort of like watch, right? Because half of the episode is it really focuses on sort of like the hopelessness 
of having this sort of like imminent disaster arrive at your hometown and how everybody around Steven tries to, you know, maneuver around him to get him to be safe, right? To stay away from the conflict because all of them love him enough to sort of sacrifice themselves for him. Also, like we're recording this episode in the context and right in the middle of the coronavirus health yeah. crisis. Mm-hmm. So I kept thinking about that when watching the episode again today, which I obviously didn't think about the first time I watched the episode. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, like they're, they're evacuating the town. Like they're trying to deal with an imminent disaster and they don't know what to do. And mm-hmm. some people are staying on the front line. Some people want to help. And some people, like you said, everybody's trying to, or, or Stephen's family is trying to protect him. And different members of the family are trying to do that in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. I think that that's important. Yeah, I mean, definitely when it comes to like sort of disaster and, and um, trying to decide whether or not to stay or, or leave or, or figuring out what to do and figure out a plan. This episode really kind of touches on that because, you know, yeah, obviously when we were first watching the episode years ago that, you know, coronavirus wasn't a thing, you know, a lot of other ep- epidemics or disasters. I mean, I'm not sure what does that I can't remember what disasters may have been going on during the time that this episode was released. But for most people, at least here in the U.S., like I can't imagine they're really any- having anything going on. So now when we come back and we watch these episodes where during this, you know, huge epidemic and pandemic with the coronavirus and a lot of people don't know what to do because we don't know what's going on and we don't know what sort of um, consequences that this virus can have on, in terms of, uh, you know, society as a whole. And and the same goes for the, the people of each city. Like, you know, they're trying to figure out what to do because all they know is that they're in danger, but they don't know what kind of danger. They don't know how disastrous it's going to be. It could be where there's the gems they have some idea because they're considered the experts but even then they only have an idea they don't know for sure what's going to happen which i think correlates well with what's going on now where we have a lot of experts and scientists and doctors that have an idea of what the virus is like and how it interacts with the human body but we have no idea of its potential and what it could cause for other individuals Mm mm-hmm to me, it's it's very. Um, it this episode resonated with me a lot the first time I saw it because I started watching Steven Universe right after um, Hurricane Maria passed through Puerto Rico. So I for that time it was like two months after Hurricane Maria, and I had to do this medical school rotation outside of Puerto Rico, and I was in New York, and I started watching Steven Universe while I was in New York, and just having an episode that literally it surrounds sort of disaster feeling hopeless and how how you talk to others so they can be safe and how you explain disaster without being at the same time like too um like without catastrophizing too much mm-hmm. so as to scare kids um but how do you talk about that to kids while still letting them know, like, you have to be safe, you have to take measures, right? Um, especially because kids in general, they don't take these sort of rules as seriously. And they don't know the the degree, most of the time, they don't know the degree to which damage has been done, right? Um, m- partly because we, we protect them, 
against that that sort of like emotional trauma and partly because well they they don't have a precedent for it right and so i i found this episode to be actually very emotionally in tune with me when i first saw it so sorry um, no, cool. you know my my whole thing with this was that uh it was it was a very i mean it's a great episode to explain one trauma um and and a a, a big catastrophe to 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 children um and to anybody who would have a difficult time understanding it um being raised in two different locations people in new york don't really um like a lot of the younger generations in new york wouldn't know um they may have heard like of 9-11 but they didn't live through it mm -hmm. they don't know the shadow of living through that fear of being there when that happened um of having those moments when that uh watching the towers fall of seeing the airplane strike oh my god i still can't even talk about that i'm sorry mm -hmm. um so i still have moments with that um but people who come from from puerto rico still have moments where you know when they went through hurricane maria they had moments where they didn't know when they were going to have clean water um when they were going to have electricity and when i say didn't know they're going to have electricity some people had electricity but they didn't know if they were going to have electricity the next day or within the next hour um you know so they may have had electricity for you know that that moment but it was rolling yeah um and both Josue and Jean can speak to that because they were there. Um, you know, There's these are uh, catastrophes they went through, but these are things that the you know was able to be uh, put in a way that Beach City was able to like explain it to a little kid that it's scary, but not like overly scary. But there was also the anticipation of it happening, which is yeah. something that you. I, you kind of get that with something like a hurricane, but you definitely didn't get with something like nine eleven, right? Because yes. it just happened. There was no warning. There was it just it just happened, and like that thing is looming in the sky. Like everybody sees it, and they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. It's ugh, ugh. well, and I think that was the moment when um when all the the windows blew out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was that that moment of of immense fear. Um, mm -hmm. when when everything just broke right then and there that was supposed to be that moment of sheer terror that they were supposed to get that that during 9-11 that was what we had that first that first strike was that that immense terror yeah i mean there's no other way to explain it but that would be the closest way to to kind of um i i can't say equate it but i yeah. guess that would be the best word to draw an, an analogy to it yes yeah. thank you see john speaks my language and, and <laughs> this is of... why we keep him on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> he speaks cat <laughs> yeah and and coming a bit back to the to the concept that that Josue brought up that there's there's the anticipation of it after i came back from new york i did a sort of like mental health resource tour around Puerto Rico. And there was a, a very common narrative where the older generations, they had gone through traumatic hurricanes that had done a lot of destruction in the past. So by the time Hurricane Maria came, they, they did their panic buying 
they did you know they they were in a way they were more prepared they they knew just like the scale of what a hurricane can do even though hurricane maria has been the worst hurricane to date in terms of the damage that it's done mm -hmm. but Younger generations, we've had, I've had hurricanes throughout my life, but nothing was as, as bad as Hurricane Maria. So we underestimated just the, the scale of damage that it could do, not only like in the, in the short term, but in the long term, just like the months of having no electricity, no connection with the world. And I think that that's very well sort of like represented in how the crystal gems feel that trauma of they know what's going to happen, but Stephen doesn't necessarily understand the scale of how dangerous this is because he's never had that, that initial trauma. And sometimes that trauma prepares us, but also sometimes that trauma paralyzes us. And I think that's so, going to be relevant in the next episode as well. So I, I actually kind of want to pull some type of parallel with that. Mm -hmm. So when and can can we start moving forward in this or are we still kind let's go of backwards to the previous episode? <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's start at the beginning. First, we're start all the way. We're gonna Gem start glow. all the way at Bird Mom. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, so so when so um Stephen has Mayor Dewey on his on his phone and he calls him. First off, I love the fact that Mayor Dewey does Mayor is it me or does Mayor Dewey look drunk in in Stephen's phone? He I think he always <laughs> looks drunk. <laughs> but like i'd say sleepy he, was it sleepy like he just Maybe. woke up like how yeah. did he get this picture of mayor dewey did he like just like like first thing in the morning i'm just gonna <laughs> stop at your house and like take this picture as you're just waking up mayor dewey or like was he at a rave and he caught him like while he was like totally bombed how do you get this picture of mayor dewey <laughs> um so he calls him and he's like hey we have to evacuate um beach city and he's like do you, you don't know how hard it is we need to get a catchphrase and he's like catchphrase and it's like evacuate ev <laughs> which is the very same like jingle for mayor dewey <laughs> um so they they start evacuating um and steven has it in his mind he's gonna go with the crystal gems um and greg is gonna go and he's already packed and then he sees his luggage. Um, and both Greg and Pearl are just at this thing where they can't tell him, but they both look like the sheepish, the sheepish parents. Like, oh, how are we going to explain to him that we don't think he's mature enough to fight in this battle? And then they turn to Amethyst. Like, okay, we all know Amethyst is like the big sister. She's not going to be able to tell him. And she says right there, I can't tell him. Um, and so Garnet is the one who has to explain to him like, hey, and she says it to him just like the same way we would give any child a job to do. So we're not saying that we think this is too dangerous for you to, to, to fight in this battle with us. We're saying we think it's important for you to do this other very special job to keep mm -hmm. the human safe. So it's not that this is not, you know, this is not too dangerous, but this is more important, you know, so they're giving him another job to do so to keep him safe from the battle. But also to have him feel like he's useful, right? 
Yes. I think that's a very important part of it because part of Stephen's sort of like emotional turmoil at the moment is that he's abandoning the gems and he's not doing anything about it. Like he's just going to run away. And the gems are sort of telling him, no, like you're doing something very important, just not the same thing we are. Um, and I think that, yeah, that's how you sort how Garnet gets Stephen to sort of get on board with the plan. So, but now, but one, that's how you know you tell a child you know we, it's not that we don't think you can handle this mm -hmm. it's that we need you to do something else over there away from the breakables mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> you know so th this is how you know goes back to the they still treat him um one like a child but two they're not also treating him like the crystal gem that he is so this is me not going on the child rant this is me going on the he's a crystal gem they've been training him as a crystal gem and they're treating him now as just a lowly human so they they always say that the humans are fragile, breakable, whatever, and now they're just treating him like one. But well, I, I mean, also... at the same time, sorry. No, no, no I was just gonna... everybody was... argue with me. Go ahead. <laughs> You're wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. Well, I was. I think I was just. <laughs> no, I was actually gonna give you more evidence because I was gonna tell you how um, Garnet even acknowledges that because she even says to him, "Like, yeah, I know that we always treat you like a typical human mm -hmm. little child, mm -hmm. but right now, like, they need you, and we need you to do this because this is why we're here. This is what this is what we're standing for is to protect them, and so that's why we need you to do this because this is a very important job. So, yeah. like, I feel like that's that's one of those things that like that adds to your argument, Kat. I wasn't arguing against you. I was giving you more evidence because that yeah. was a, that's a crucial part that Garnet acknowledges the fact that they treat him like a human child most of the time. But now, instead of being on the front lines fighting, he's more of like the uh, the medic where he's taking everybody out and he's evacuating the the people mm -hmm. so that way they're out of harm's way they're not going to be you know a f you know they're not going to be physically attacked or anything like that or hurt in any sort of way while the gems take care of the fighting yeah yeah uh, well I, then uh, what i can say is that you know steven is a child right and not only that they might have trained him all this time and prepared him for this sort of thing mm -hmm. but it's very hard to draw that line when you're saying like when is he ready to face a catastrophe right like you can teach your kid to shoot bb guns like throughout most of his life but when you as a parent are comfortable saying like okay time to send him out into war you know what i mean it's it's a, it's it's not a, such an easy sort of decision to make mm -hmm. and m first and foremost what they want is steven's safety so they'll do they, they'll do anything to sort of ensure that happens well and by this point they they don't know what would happen if his gem shattered he hasn't shown like they know he has the potential of Rose Quartz's power, but he hasn't actually fulfilled it, right? He's not mm -hmm. he hasn't shown that he can be super powerful to make a difference in a battle that seems like they kind of seem like they're ready to die. You know, I don't think they think necessarily that they're gonna win. They're there to fight, but I don't think Yeah. It's like 
this is this is not going to go well. Like this is and and like later when when Greg starts talking about the war, he's like, mm-hmm. this has happened before, and like people died, you know. And he kind of gives you this uh, perspective that the gems probably have going into this, right? Like, oh, here we are again. We're 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 fighting against um, Homeworld, and we might not make it through this. Like, it, it's not like a super hopeful um, yeah. moment, and so. Like the fact that like I, I think that the three of them are powerful enough, and they know that they have dominion over their abilities enough to do something. But I don't think that they see again. They do see uh, Stephen as a child, but as a gem, he's just not strong enough to like to be there. Right? It's like this isn't this isn't your fight, and. Mm-hmm. He surprises all of us later on, right? Like when he comes back in and he's actually able to deflect a shot. He's he did something like he leveled up to a point that he had not before. But dude, how many times do you go into a battle without a cleric? Just saying. <laughs> but at the same time, like <laughs> there's there's a whole like is Steven ready? You're wrong, Kat. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like there is. There's the argument of like, is Steven is Steven ready for this sort of like battle physically? But also there's the argument of is he ready emotionally? Are they ready to put Steven through that emotional trauma of having loved ones die in a battle next to you? And this is where I'm gonna go into my next argument. Okay, so okay. Wait, but 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 like I don't know if you're gonna comment on this, but like if if they think he's gonna die, like that assumes that they think he's gonna survive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I I think that they assume he would die if he stayed there. Yeah. So so they're they're still, but that goes back to they're still. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> they're still thinking that one. He's more human than Crystal Gem. Mm-hmm. But they don't know. They, yeah, like, and, and that's the thing before, is that right? they, don't they don't know because yeah. they, they're 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 still on the he's very much more organic than gem. Do so they test? don't know, but yeah, they they haven't run a test on it. But the only way to test it is for him to go into battle. Yes, <laughs> so he has to level up. Yeah. So there you now go. The other, yeah. So so now the other so now the other thing is so Greg goes into the story of the war. So as much of the story of the war that he knows from the information that he's gathered from um, Rose Quartz telling him about the uh, the Crystal Gem War, the, from the knowledge that he's passing, Stephen has Rose Quartz's gem. There is a visceral, emotional tie from Stephen to Rose's gem. So the same Rose, from the same gem that his mother had is in him. The memory is there. So, uh, and I've mentioned it once several episodes before Bessel van der Kolt. Uh, there's a, he wrote the body keeps the score talks about, um, when there's PTSD. So if there's a really bad trauma, your body will hold on to, so not just the brain, but the body would have a visceral response to it. So the gem that is Rose holds on to that traumatic response. So in the so I actually watched it like several times today. 
and I had to slow it down to actually see it, there is a visceral response to uh, Greg talking about the war to Stephen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of not just not just um, hearing about it, but feels the memory of the war. He doesn't know what happened, but he can feel it. He knows bad things happen because, of course, no, there's no such thing as a good war. Mm -hmm. he, 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 the little kid in him thinks, oh, yeah, the gems was trying to protect the earth. So that's a good thing. But when he thinks about it, you know, and Greg is explaining there's no such thing as a good, a good war. All these gems died. Then he's remembering, like, that gem part of him is remembering that that's when the visceral response happens. Yeah. He goes into that gem. His body sinks in to his gem. So just think about pulling into your stomach and just you're, the way your body just responds to that one, like, as if you just got punched in the stomach. That's his response. So he doesn't know why. He knows he has to go back. He has to protect them. He knows his the shield is what protected the crystal gems. He has to go and protect them because that's the only way that they're going to survive. Especially because, you know, Greg stresses that point, right? He yeah. says, like, they wouldn't have made it without Rose's shield. And the and truth that's is... The power, that, that's the power he has. Yeah, that that's part of... That's what makes Steven special is that he has the, the power to defend as opposed to the crystal gems, who generally have the power to attack. Right? Again, cleric. Mm -hmm. Cleric. Mm -hmm. Tank. Steven's a tank. Well, Steven's not a tank yet. <laughs> right now he's a cleric, because he can also heal, remember? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he has to lick you, and it's just gross, magic but whatever. Spit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, an in that's interesting. I didn't think of that until you mentioned it and I went back and watched it and I was like, huh, that's definitely a moment that happens. And I mean, it's a, it's definitely, it's, it's a theory, right? It's, it's a theory in, in, in psychology and it's, it's really interesting. And I bet that's what Rebecca Sugar and the team were going for. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah. she's insane when she does these things. I, I mean, yeah, they're, they're all these details. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is so weird to go back and watch this, these episodes and so many things seem so obvious that that were not obvious when you watched it the first time or even the second or third time yeah yeah so mm. yeah no um, that was interesting that was an interesting point so um but you know he goes back he he's so he has um oh my god i can't even talk about what i i hate when we do this no spoilers thing Damn it, you y'all should be good at this by now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at it. I want to talk about so many things and I can't. Can. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, so so I, I think I think it's interesting. Yes. Um I, I didn't see it that way. Uh but yeah, but that 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 was enough for for him to punch the dashboard and say yeah. like I need to like no, please. It's funny because he says, "Please stop the car." At the same time, he punches mm -hmm. the the dashboard so hard he indents it, activates the the airbag, flies out of the car. It flies out of the car. <laughs> Everybody stops and is like, "Are you and your son okay?" <laughs> Like, it, like yeah. how, how, like everybody, the whole town loves him so much 
Yeah. They stopped evacuating to check if he was okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and it's great that the town is so um, close knit and, and, um, You'd hope a town of like 20 people would, would care about that. <laughs> but you know what? Personally, I can like my personal experience is that in general, like sci-fi, like uh, apocalyptic, like catastrophic sci-fi sort of mm-hmm. posits that whenever we have these disasters, everybody's going to turn against each other. But my personal experience with Maria and with like this COVID business is that generally people like bunch together like even even like complete strangers we try to help each other when we're both in the when we're all in the same situation or that generalization and a lot of people do take advantage and no that's true <laughs> shit, shit goes a, down <laughs> but i personally feel like um it happens more in one direction than the other Actually, wait, 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 I have to go back because it was really funny when they were when when the um, ship was in the air and they were talking about evacuation. Um, Fryman was over there trying to get Petey out of. So Petey is so entrenched with his job of being the the guy behind the counter at that fry shop mm-hmm. that that's his only identity, and I think that's kind of scary. Yeah. He's good at his job, though. He had those bits before before Stephen had a chance to ask. Him. Yeah, he saw them. He saw him coming, and he anticipated the order, and he had it right there, fresh and ready. But like, he Duh. was happy. Oh, you, but, here they are. But, <laughs> but think about that. There, there's a big scary ship attacking your planet, attacking your town where you live, and everybody is being forced to em- evacuate, and he's having a meltdown. That he has to leave, and everybody else is like, and he, and and of course, Ronaldo is over there, like taking pictures of the spaceship because that's who Ronaldo is. Mm-hmm. I think it's very common in in like traumatic, like disaster situations like this, for people so. to sort of like, um, hide within their their comfort zones, right? It's okay, so. I I think I it's not the uh it's not the hiding in your comfort zone it's the fact that he's a child with a job and he's so comfortable that he's in his comfort zone in his comfort <laughs> zone with a shop yeah that's his comfort zone like it, it, with it's the like you say door his, his identity the father the same thing yeah the f- father uh-huh. is like like dude chill out <laughs> see like most times it's the parent who's like no it's my store it's my livelihood <laughs> i don't know so many i mean people react in so many different ways during yeah. the events like this in a way it's it's good to see different um reactions and different the different ways that people act yeah. and and react yeah. and and I, and now now I was gonna do it. I was like in the in a future episode when beep, I'm not gonna yeah <laughs> exactly so sorry see how hard yeah. this is Jose? it's a little hard yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> at least it's good to know that we finished season one now so we can always reference season one yep yes it'll get better as we go along yep 
It'll then, get easier. But then we'll be like, and then in, nope, we can't even reference the future. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. So anything else there. with the return? Um. Well, I mean, so, oh, so like, we still haven't what? even finished because I love the fact that Peridot was whiny. Whiny. <laughs> <laughs> She was so whiny. There was a, that whole, what was it? They keep wrecking my robots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I but think Earth, they said it's going to be easy. They said, yeah. <laughs> hey, hold on. That that's in that's in the next episode, Hostway. You're getting ahead of yourself here. Oh well, then 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 is what Cat said in this episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, when, yeah. That's when she told. That's when she was uh, telling Jasper about it, and then Jasper said, "Just fire them with the ship," because she saw that they that the gems weren't worth their time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when she sees the shield, then she turns and is like, "Now do you see why I needed an escort?" Mm-hmm. It's like Jasper, you sh- you sure what I said? Wrecking my robots. <laughs> Are the three of you sure I was wrong? Like what, what yes. I said is in the next episode? Yeah. Yes. The yes. go to Earth. She said. I'm unsure. You see, they said yes. That's in that's, that's John's in unsure. Episode. I I don't trust next, Mark okay. at all. It's yeah. In the, it's so. in the next episode when Pearl starts. Uh, uh, is uh, Stephen gets Pearl out of the no. Out of the, no, 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 no. I just watched this. This happens okay. after Steven, uh, it's after Steven runs into uh, Lapis and wow. he's on his own and he comes into the corridor and he hides and then they pass and then mm. they... And Peridot is huge. Yes, Peridot is huge and Jasper punches the wall telling Sapphire to stop singing and then says, set a course for Homeworld and then... Peridot walks by and says, "Go to." Earth. Oh yeah, that one. That's right. Easy, okay, that one. That's why Mark is the bit guy. Yeah, this is why I'm the bit guy. So now, since we started talking about that, I, we can jump right into the final episode, Jailbreak, with uh, the bits. So it picked this. This episode picks up right after the events of the previous episode of the Return. Um, Stephen wakes up in a cell with a black eye and he's trying to figure out what's going on. And he tries, he like examines his, uh, his prison cell and it has like this, like force field wall. But for some reason, Steven can kind of walk through it. He just gets like these weird shivers. And so then he manages to escape the cell and he's roaming the ship, trying to find his friends. And then he comes across this particular gem. And so he, breaks the gem out to try to help them uh, find their friend. And along the way, they run into Lapis. And uh, Lapis is kind of like, you know, don't fight back. We're going to Homeworld. If you do as they say, they might go easy on us. You know, there's no point in fighting back because, you know, Lapis is is dealing with her own issues. But they... uh, But... Steven and the other gem um, leave Lapis and Steven makes a promise that he'll come back for her. So this is when Steven's on his own because the other gem had left. And um, this is when that, that scene happens where Paradise and Jasper are walking to um, another gem's cell who we know as Sapphire and um, Sapphire's been singing, trying to call the other gen that we find out is Ruby. And 
it's after Peridot and Jasper leave uh, Sapphire, Sapphire starts singing again, and Steven comes and lets her out. And then Sapphire thanks Steven, um, and then they hear Ruby's call, and Sapphire brings them over. And then this is when we discover, um, after Sapphire and Ruby reunite, that um, they start fusing. And this is where we learn that Garnet is a fusion of two gems, Sapphire and Ruby. So from there, this is the most chill, relaxed, like telling of of, like listen. We're gonna get into the most exciting. Parts of thing. <laughs> Listen, we're going to get to the excitement part afterwards. I'm, this is just purely the bits. <laughs> Mary, this is just the bits. We're going to give reactions to it. Reserve your screaming for later. Exactly. So, should I play the song now? This is Garnet, back together. And I'm never going down at the hands of the likes of you because I'm so much better. And every part of me is saying, go get her. The two of us ain't gonna follow your rules. Come at me without any of your fancy tools. Let's go, just me and you. Let's go, just one on two. Go ahead and try and hit me if you're able. Can't you see that my relationship is stable? I can see you hate the way we intermingle. But I think you're just mad because you're single. And you're not gonna stop when we wait together. We are gonna stay like this forever. If you break us apart, we'll just come make you up. And we'll always be twice the gem that you are. I am a So after uh, Ruby and Sapphire fuse into Garnet, um, Garnet gives Steven some future vision to find Pearl and Amethyst so that they can get to the control deck of the ship. And uh, Garnet has this amazing song as she's fighting Jasper. And along the way, they break. Uh, Steven gets uh, Pearl and Amethyst. They go to the control room. Um, and they manage to subdue Peridot, and Pearl manages to turn the ship around. But in the middle of the fight between uh, Garnet and Jasper, 
Um, they disrupt, I'm assuming, is like the, the core, like the fuel core or like the, I don't know, the energy core of the ship. Um, either way, it blows up. So the ship starts to come, uh, makes a crash landing back into Beach City. And upon its crash, Steven protects every, um, Steven actually doesn't manage to get back to Lapis in time, but he manages to protect, um, all the gems with his bubble. And they, they so they, they, they come out of the, the wreckage, uh, unharmed for the most part. And then they confront Jasper once again, as she kind of comes out of the wreckage, uh, wreckage and is explaining how, you know, you know, they haven't won and that if only Jasper had someone to fuse with. And then this is when Lapis kind of comes out of the wreckage and Jasper gets a hold of uh, Lapis and tells her to fuse so that way they can take their revenge out on the uh, crystal gems and the earth. And Lapis inevitably uh, agrees to do so. And then they form a new fusion that we don't know the name of just yet. But Jasper is thinking that, you know, now that they're a fusion, they're going to totally take down the crystal gems. But Lapis has other plans in the store as she uh, uses the water from the ocean to restrain and chain their fusion. And Lapis ends up dragging them both down to the bottom of the ocean. And that's it. Oh, we get a call from Connie at the end and then it fades out into the, the end credits. But other than that, that's it. So, so we, we kind of like skipped over the, the parts of the last episode where Steven actually stepped up and like did something and then Jasper called uh, Garnet an abomination. I think that's and, like, that's an important like, thing. Defuse them. And yeah, that's what I was going to say. Did we miss like a whole section of last like episode? All the most important stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, like I talked about it in the bits, but yeah. <laughs> We we didn't really go much into detail about it, so I guess we can go about that in detail here. Now that we have like the full, like store, like uh, the full story of the two episodes at least. So I didn't want to interrupt you again. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Otherwise, you'd be kicked off. This is why I've only been invited once before. You forgot how annoying (laughs) I was last time. You're not annoying. Only slightly. Only sometimes. So, so I think it was a big deal in the like at the end of the previous episode when Jasper is like judging them, right? And and it's like this is a perspective that we that we've only seen kind of from Peridot, but it's like oh, she like she called Garnet an abomination, and like we don't know why at that moment, but it seems to be like oh, like people from Homeworld don't like uh, fusions, and like that comes up in the in the fight scene later, right? And the song that that Garnet sings. It's like, oh, like we thought of fusion as the coolest thing. And all of a sudden, like these Jasper doesn't see it that way. I wonder if other people uh, see it that way. Yeah. She represents this whole other perspective. From this episode, we don't really get what Homeworld's general opinion is. We just get that Lapis thinks that, uh, um, not uh, Lapis, Jasper thinks that fusion is a cheap tactic to make weaker gems stronger. And she's sort of like disgusted by that because, you know, you're supposed to be strong on like on your own and not depend on anyone. Or that's uh, that's at least I think the only mention they make about um, sort of like fusions and their opinion about fusions. Right. I mean, for the most part, yeah, that's kind of really all we get in terms of uh, other opinions on fusion. Mm hmm. 
So, but that is interesting to note how, you know, we play Fusion throughout the entire first season to be this amazing thing. This, like, crazy awesome thing that's, you know, to power up both gems. And then we run into Jasper, who on her own is a brute. Mm -hmm. And here she is saying how... It's just a it's just a cheap trick. It, it it's only used by weaker gems because on their own they're weak, but if they fuse together, then they're stronger. And it seems like it's even I don't know. It's just it's one of those things where now we're getting a completely different perspective on things, mm-hmm. and so it kind of like it's like oh like it kind of begs the question of like well, what's so wrong about fusion? Mm-hmm. I think. That particularly, you know, in a way, you know, Jasper does have a point, right? Like two gems become stronger when they're together. And in a way, Jasper is sort of like disgusted by that. But the truth is that they're, they are stronger together. And I don't think they deny that, right? I don't think Garnet denies that alone they're stronger and together alone they're they're weaker and, and together they're stronger, I think they they just take pride in that, right? And I think that's why one of the main messages of this episode is how strong love and community can be, right? Because we believe when we think at a sort of very individualistic level where like you're supposed to be like the only source of strength and you're supposed to bear everything, um we we end up being weaker for it, right? When we try to shoulder things alone. And I think part of what is so important about Garnet in this episode and about the song Stronger Than You is that we should take pride in being stronger together and being communities and and sort of feeling love for one another and letting that love make us stronger rather than being, you know, just proud of being stronger than everybody else alone. Let's also take a minute to um, talk about the like what's so important about this idea of love and Garnet in and of herself, because we see now the two gems that make up Garnet as Ruby and Sapphire, and in their appearances and in their voice, they give off a, a, a more feminine feature. These these two gems, mm-hmm. and you can you can clearly tell. Um, just in the way like they embrace and the way they interact that that brief interaction between them is um that you could tell that their their relationship is something special it's it's more than just uh friendship or something uh, like that it this is clearly a, a deeper connection between the both of them and you know it, it it's um it's romantic it's really cool. in nature exactly and this is one of the first times that we're really seeing something like this um on cartoon network really mm-hmm. um i i can't recall a time before steven universe where i saw any sort of lgbt representation or anything of the sort i know the um, legends of korra had something like that but i don't and i believe it came out before steven universe and that's um, nickelodeon at least, yeah but that was on nickelodeon so now we have Cartoon Network that's introducing this idea of LGBT stuff and it's giving it this it's embracing the idea and it's embracing the embracing that part of people, you know, and, and the people who identify as any sort of member of that community. 
And so I feel like this whole scene in particular and this song is like sort of like that battle cry for that community because they're saying that, you know what, like, yeah, there's all this pushback from other people who have who are stuck in their own views of what they perceive or what they're perceiving between the two people. But between these two people or between this community, that their love and their bond is stronger than anything else and nothing can tear that apart. And no matter how hard people try, it's just going to get stronger. Mm hmm. And like, we can't stress the importance of this event alone because um, in in the Legend of Korra, there was LGBT representation, but when you sort of examine it, it was sort of like an afterthought right at the end where they sort of say, you know, these main characters are in love, the end, this is the end of the story. Whereas in this episode, let's let's assume that Steven Universe ends with this episode, right? We still get, you know, a whole score, a whole song just dedicated to to showing people just how strong these relationship can these relationships can be, to the point that this song like instantaneously became like a became like a like an anthem for Steven Universe fans of that of the LGBT community, right? Mm-hmm. It, it became so extremely popular because this was literally like a like a manifesto in in Cartoon Network in cartoons that you know usually by then and I think it's become less and less common. It was taboo for like LGBT characters to be represented in kids shows, and this is this puts it right in front and center and makes it into a song which really just just drills it down that it was telling you this is important and this is what we stand for as a series. So (laughs) before we get, okay. So before we get to that whole, cause I want to like, I want to actually take apart the whole song and everything, Mm -hmm. but before we got to, we get to that when we meet, uh, when we see everything, when Steven is, first in there and he starts coming out of the the jail cell um he meets no he sees lapis first no was it lapis first or ruby first ruby first so he meets ruby first um so now this is i want to take each one individually because we get to see how fear inter- like causes everybody's interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruby is like, ver- so <laughs> Ruby is fire. I mean, she's red, but she always, when she gets excited, she overheats. Um, we see that later. Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> um, but she is, but in this, she's very, very afraid. She's scared that her, and as Stephen knows it, friend is uh, is being injured, is being hurt, and she's looking for her friend. Um, and that's who her main concern is for. Is not for her own safety. It's for her. It, it's for Sapphire. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- with this fear. If you've noticed, Ruby doesn't really think clearly. Mm-hmm. Her thing is gut, like uh, gut instinct. 
So when uh, Stephen is able to free her, she hears the song, but she doesn't really listen clearly. So she just kind of reacts to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's not really moving safely either. <laughs> yeah. So Stephen is going around trying to keep them both safe, but she's just kind of moving as quickly as possible to find Sapphire. Um, then we find Lapis. Um, and Lapis's version of fear is the fact that she's given up on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she's at that point where she's just like, you know what, Stephen, if you just go back to your cell, give them what you, what they want you know what, they'll probably just be lenient on you and, you know, you you could probably just get away with it and they'll just leave you alone and maybe you can just go back to, you know, Earth and or you'll go back to, you'll go to home world and maybe you'll be in prison, but it won't be so bad. Um, you know, her thing is maybe they'll just leave you alone um, because that's all she wants. She just wants to be left alone. Um She's been locked away so so much. Uh, she's been beaten down so much that that's her main thing. She just wants to be left alone. Yeah. Um, it's also like that thing where when you're exposed to trauma for mm-hmm. so long, it becomes it becomes comfortable in a way, right? Like lapis is used to being used for all those years as a mirror, right? And mm-hmm. she, she had this like surge of power when she she took away all the ocean from from the planets and and then she ran and like for a moment she had autonomy and she had strength. But that was quickly taken away from her by Jasper. And it comes to a point where you just like give up and you say, you know, maybe maybe it's it's better if I just if if I just keep being used because then, you know, I don't have to go through all the traumatic just like events that involve you fighting for yourself and for you fighting for your ideals. Perhaps if, if I just let myself be used or let myself just ease into this uh, sort of abusive relationship, maybe it won't be as hurtful because somehow it's familiar. Right. Well, it's that also that uh, she's, in that constant, um, like she's in constant lizard brain mode. Mm-hmm. So there's no, um, there's no real, even though it sounds rational, mm-hmm. it's not really logical. It's, um, she, she's thinking with fight and flight, uh, fight and fright, uh, fight and flight. Sorry. Can't get my tongue to work those words out today yeah i get Uh, like in the in terms of like the pyramid of like uh needs she's like right there at the base of the pyramid she's like i just need to stay alive this is what matters right now nothing else matters so um so so she's she's at that level Whereas, uh, so she's not even, so Steven is at this point where he's like, okay, I can, I can help you get out. We, we can keep you safe. It's okay. And she's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm fine here. I'm, I'm safe here. You know, she's, she's safe in her captivity. 
Um, because again, she's in her lizard brain and that's what she knows. Um, so then, uh, he moves on to find the next one, which is then Sapphire. Mm -hmm. Um, and in finding Sapphire, Sapphire is, is that level of fear, um, where she's calm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's because she has the future sight. Um, but we, but it's that whole thing. Like she can see, um, she can see the future. She's the part of Garnet that can see the future. She's that. Yeah. But she also sees many versions of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's a matter of like, eh, which version is she going to see? Um, which one's really going to happen? We, you know, he doesn't know. She doesn't really know. It just, it, so, but she does know it's going to happen. Um, so she's kind of calm and she's leading, she's leading people, you know, Ruby to her. She's leading Steven to her with that song, which I love the song too, which damn can't even lead hints to that song. Can't wait till we get to talk about that song though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, if you can't wait, let's just get right into it. No, cause that's not that song. Yes, it is. No, the song that she's she's humming to lead, uh, but she's she's saying like, uh, which is yes, part that, of the, you know, uh, stronger than you sort of like background music. I mean, yes, but that that's not the song exactly. Herself, Thank yeah. you, Mark. That's took me took me a second, but yes, no, that is that is will be covered in a very future episode. Stop Thank talking you, with future Mark. vision. Stop. Bless <laughs> We're Cat has future vision. Cat is I, our garnet. So I am garnet. <laughs> so she has the future vision. So anyway, let's talk about stronger than you. So they they actually get together. Um, because then Ruby finally joins Stephen and Sapphire. They get together, and guess what? Ruby's no longer scared because he has. Sh uh, she has Sapphire. Mm -hmm. Um, and once they hug and kiss. And Steven finally realizes they're Garnet. And he's like, why did you tell me you were a fusion? <laughs> what? Garnet is a fusion? So. What? <laughs> this is, this right, is a spoiler, guys. We have to say it with, with the tone of amazement. <gasps> <gasps> we, can oh finally, we can finally make references to the fact that Garnet is a fusion. Okay. Can we react after this? After we've mentioned it six times already, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, apparently they're completely blown away by this, Jose. Okay. <laughs> the big, I mean, how did you all react when you first saw that? Like, I, it blew my mind. I was like, "What?" Like uh, Steven's face when when it happens. Like you see his face and his eyes go into the star mode, and it's like, yeah. oh, "You're efficient," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> now i know that a lot of fans and people were talking about that way before and in hindsight it seems kind of obvious even in the previous episode like you see the two gems but you always see the two gems like the two gems have always mm -hmm. been there that like now now you can talk about like oh in the first episode you see the star on the door and it has five gems on it there's a blue and a red one and it's it like, makes sense oh. and there's two <laughs> yeah okay yeah, why yeah, yeah. why was there yeah okay and Rebecca Sugar says that that's been that was part of the plan from day one. So there have been hints throughout the whole series, yeah. but still, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I was so, spoiled so, beforehand. 
So does that mean like mm-hmm. if Ruby and Sapphire have a fight, they have their own separate rooms in the in the uh, temple? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> do they? I mean, I don't know if the rooms fuse too, but I'm assuming that they each have because uh, Gar- no, they said because Garnet has her own room. Yeah, and Garnet has her own room, and Ruby and Sapphire have their own room. Do they? Yeah, what? they just they what? just don't they just don't ever use it. I mean, come on, like wait, wait, you wait, would, wait, wait, wait. How would no, you no, know no, that? No, no, no. Listen, I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> just from basic, there. just from basic like deduction. <laughs> like, if if Amethyst has a room, if Pearl has a room, why wouldn't Ruby and Sapphire have their own room? It's just that they don't because use Stephen it because they want to be. Gar- yeah, because yeah, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Stephen has a room. Yeah. He has, ro- Stephen, he has, no, Rose has Rose's Stephen room. has Rose's room. But that's well, because that's his room. It's it's one per per gem, right? That yeah. that's isn't that what's implied? Yeah, but that's it's not I... it's not Steven's room. It, it isn't made with his interest in mind. It was yeah, made yeah. For, with Rose's interest in mind. He and, inherited in the same room. way. It is now. In that's the why sa- the rest of the temple is it belongs there. to him. Yeah. But like Garnet has always been Garnet like there's there's ruby and sapphire, but how often are they ruby and sapphire? It's usually just yeah, garnet, that, so they a, make a room for yeah, garnet. That's, that mean that's that why I'm asking. Room. So if yeah. garnet gets so if garnet oh so <laughs> if ruby and sapphire get into it, this is so confusing. So if garnet so if ruby and sapphire get into an argument, does I'm assuming I'm assuming yes, right? Yeah. I'm guessing that they they, they <laughs> Unless they can occupy two spaces at the same time or both rooms fuse, I'm assuming that there's one per gem. So they, when they fuse, they just they just pick one, and if they get in a fight, then they can yeah, then one can go to whichever one they're not using. No, I I I'm feel going in my room. I feel like there's no evidence for that. And what I'm gonna say is that when they fight, it's they're literally home broken. Like they there's can't no access, evidence for that. They, there's no evidence for that either. There's, there's less yeah, evidence there's, for that. There's yeah. only evidence yeah. that you can go into the room when you use both gems. You don't have evidence of there being a room for Ruby or for Sapphire. Yeah, that's just because they don't use it because they just prefer being Garnet. But that doesn't they have access mean to that they both wouldn't. And they can just pick and choose. Yeah. Mm, I'd have to see a room first to believe that. Yeah. Listen, I'm just, all right, I'm just laying, we're getting too facts here, rooms. and mm-hmm. John is like, I don't know, I don't know John, where your theories are. You're not, you're not laying is... facts. There's no evidence. Listen, John just likes to push everyone's buttons. Let's move on from the fact, like from room. This is the great controversy of twenty. Someone mute John. How do you how do you mute a person? Uh, let, let's, let's just just press the 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 like X button right next to your name, Jose. <laughs> Unbelievable. My goodness, my goodness. Cat, I, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we've said I'm right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about this song. <laughs> Stronger than you. Yes, because this is one of my favorite songs. I mean, it's not like my it's it's I think it's my top three. You already said it's your favorite. Is, did I? In our in our um, special episode. This... Oh, did you go back and listen to it? Did you confirm that? Do you have your facts? Yes. It's this is this is like this is my it's this one and 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 honestly, here comes the thought. These those are my two favorite. She said stronger <laughs> than you, and then I said, um, the 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 ending song. 
forgot the name. Well, <laughs> yeah, and then you said you were between the 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 Pearl one and the future, and then I picked for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I he remember. just remembers everything. Mm-hmm. That, Giant Woman I'm, is the best I'm, song. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm Pearl, so obviously I have like, Giant Woman is autographic memory. <laughs> So yeah, let's talk about Stronger Than You. So, which I love just because it starts with, this is Garnet back together and I'm never going down at the hands of the likes of you. And, okay, like, I think this is like the perfect comeback to anybody. Like, Mm -hmm. anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know what? Just screw that. Like, Because I'm so much better. Just like screw this, just like no. <laughs> um. So, and the whole thing with uh, Homeworld not liking fusions, mm-hmm. um, a thing has to do with um, Rebecca Sugar sort of making that whole thing with um, like making a parallel with people saying that people shouldn't love who they want to love. Um, so the next lines where it says, uh, and every part of me is saying, go get her. The two of us ain't going to follow your rules. Come at us, uh, come at me with any of your fancy tools. Let's go just me and you let's go just one on two. Um, so I love where it says, can you see you hate the way we intermingle, but I think you're just mad because you're single. That's literally what it is. She's just pissed off because it's just all by herself. She got yep. no one. That's all. That's my it favorite. Is. That's my favorite part of the song. <laughs> oh, I love that. This. <laughs> she's just pissed off because she's single. Nobody yep. wants to be with her. Yep. Um, and I think we see that later when you know she's asking uh, Lapis to fuse with her. It's like nobody wants to fuse with me. Well, because you're a bitch. <laughs> Who wants to fuse with you? It's like You know, it, we made it a good hour before a good swear word in this podcast. So I congratulate you, Kat. You listen, held out really long. Bitch isn't a swear word. It defines a dog. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I cursed like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, but see, I'm talking about Kat. Kat see, specifically. look, Josue, you, you cursed. I didn't say anything. And yeah. and the moment I, I say something, they're, they're over there like, ooh. Cat said a swear. Okay, but Cat, you're you're a regular. You are our bread and butter in this podcast. Okay, hold oh, on. Sway is just hold a on guest. a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Swear is Cat's <sighs> middle name. This is officially explicit. <laughs> All right, kids, turn away. <laughs> you can have your parents tell you about the podcast episode later. <laughs> now that you've done this. <laughs> All right, getting back, getting back into this, okay, guys. Um, no, I feel like this song and and the lyrics that it has are are pretty powerful. Um, not only is uh, you know, like what we were saying, however, like uh, before, like oh, you know, we have that subtle diss of like, oh, I think you're just mad because you're single. Um, but like the rest of the song itself, like the the lyrics themselves, they each like none of it's really like a willy-nilly line like it's not something that has no meaning like every single line in this song has some sort of meaning well yeah 
the next lines are um you're you're not gonna stop what we made together we're gonna stay like this forever if you break us apart we'll just come back newer and we'll always be twice the gem that you are um which talks which speaks a lot because it talks about that whole um the beauty of relationships so even if uh even in a relationship if you break a relationship well I, I hate to say break a relationship apart, but if a relationship has any type of difficulties in it, when a relationship do, does have those type of difficulties, when they overcome any type of hurdles, the relationship gets stronger. So any type of, um, so like a, so like really good gems. So even, so like diamonds, so when more pressure is applied to a diamond, they get stronger. So when you apply constant pressure to to a relationship, if they survive that constant pressure, the relationship gets stronger. Um and they'll it'll get better. Mm -hmm. So and they can so relationships can stay together forever. Um so it's it's not something that like a lot of people say, oh, relationships aren't don't last or it, it's a matter of what you're willing to put into it. If you're willing to fight for it and if you're willing to work at it, um, they can last um, and whatever um, obstacles there may be in a relationship. Yes, they can. You're um, you can overcome it. And yes, you can uh, come back newer and be twice the gem that she is. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's great. So, uh, so I love the, uh, I am a feeling, um, what is it? That part at the end, that part of the, I am, everything. They I care am their, about. Yeah. Everything they care about is what I am. I am their fury. I am the patience. I am a conversation. Um, I think that's where I draw a lot of like, this is also a, a metaphor for community, not just like relationships between two people, but sometimes when people in general have a common purpose, right? Some of us might go about it like with fury. Some of us might go about it with patience, but the important is that as a community, we are a conversation, mm -hmm. right? And, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's like the meeting of all, you know, that, that immovable rock and that sort of like tornado thingy. And then you put those things together and you make something truly powerful because it's, it's a combination of the same concept, but approached by different people in different ways. And that's what makes a community strong because we're not all the same people. We're different, but we are held together by something in particular. And I think that's, that's, for Garnet, that's their love for each other, right? And for lo their love for the people around them, for their friends. Yeah, the the song illustrates something that we see before this episode and and after, right? Which is it, like you said, fusion is a metaphor for many different things. It's a metaphor for sex. It's a metaphor for friendship. It's a metaphor for relationships. I like that idea of like it also being a metaphor for a community. And I think it's it's a beautiful way that this series uses fusion. Like, 
I don't know, like at first I was always like, oh, like Dragon Ball Z has fusions. This is just like Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's not. It, it represents so many different things mm-hmm. throughout the show. And, and like even Jasper's uh, aversion to it is an aversion to a lot of like positive things, right? Different people coming together in different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that, that brings us to like the way, you know, how um, Jasper ends up in the end of the episode. Jasper notices just how much stronger Garnet is. So she's like, so strength is, is in numbers. So the more numbers I have, the stronger I'll be. But she misses the point of the whole song, which is just how important it is for for those people to be supportive of each other, right? And how important it is that they're different, that they care about each other, because that's where the strength really comes from, not just from the number of people. Yeah, yeah. Also, so so when when Jasper realizes that, right, and he says, okay, that's it. Lapis, you fuse with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's, it's like disgusting and, and like, uh, like creepy, very aggressive mm-hmm. the way she's like, fuse with me, fuse with me. But she still can't do it until, until Lapis consents. Right. It's like, fine. Okay. Like it, it's like, I don't think, I don't think we've seen yet. Right. It's like two people for, for a fusion to happen. There has to be an agreement mm-hmm. between, between the people. And it's interesting. Uh, Lapis is, both Lapis and Jasper have very different motivations for fusing than anything we've ever seen before, mm-hmm. which adds to the metaphor of like uniting and coming together and, and uh, you know, adding or multiplying uh, feelings, power, uh, everything, uh, knowledge. And, and they both come into it with completely different reasons. And they make this fusion that... I don't, how how would you guys describe the the fusion that they create compared to other fusions that we've seen before? The anima- monstrous, yeah. The the animation is really monstrous. The way she opens her eyes, it, it feels very like they they're really focusing on like the organic, but like Frankenstein sort of aspect of it that you're supposed to be like sort of disgusted because while it takes consent, you do feel like this is coercive consent, right? It's not true consent. It's it's like I'm forcing you to agree with me. And in a way, they get to fuse because Lapis has an ulterior motive. But it's not it's not like the holy union that usually we find in every other sort of fusion we've ever seen. Right. Where two people like get together because they have a common goal in mind and because they care about each other. Yeah, I thought that thing was just creepy looking. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the creep the the creepiness was the uh was the outcome of the the coercion of the um of the request mhm i i wonder i wonder though mm-hmm. are, because like that's something again comparing it to dragon ball z there's like if they're not perfectly in sync they they every they fuse differently right in, in Dragon Ball Z. That's an idea that they present there. Mm-hmm. Here, um, it's like I don't I don't know. Like it gives that impression, right? That there's they're kind of like maybe it's kind of monstrous because they they don't agree. Well, I wonder. I wonder no, how accurate because that is. if if they didn't if they didn't sync, they wouldn't fuse at all. Mm-hmm. Because they've shown that before. 
Right. No. Right. Right. Uh, well, yeah, well he, have they shown the that? reference to? Um, no, to no, no, dra- no, no, no. I'm talking about here in 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 not in Dragon Which, Ball Z. I've seen hmm? I've seen yeah. the the different fusions that happened in Dragon Ball Z. I'm talking about here when anytime there's they fall out of sync or they aren't in sync, they won't fuse. Hmm. So it's but not a you, it's not so a situation you, that they just fuse differently. It's just they would fall out of sync or they just don't fuse. Mm-hmm. So oh so because I thought you were saying that the the it looks creepy and kind of monstrous because like if they would have been in a different state of mind or if they were uh, like I don't know, in a better mood or with a different intention, that their fusion would look different. No, I that's what you meant. Oh, no, so, I just I think okay. it's just it's it's that's who it, it's one of those things like that. Just it it just seems like that's who, and I hate to say it this way, say it this way, but it just seems like that's who Jasper is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, like doesn't matter who Jasper would fuse with, it would it would be. Yeah, it, it would just yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. it's sort of like um, interesting. It's sort of like amethyst and garnet's fusion. The it's it's a representation of like the raw power that at times can get a bit overwhelming. Yeah, and sort of so like so like if if Jasper could like it may she may be able to change her she may be able to change her her. Uh, who she is, like her personality, like she may be able to um, adapt her personality or become more personable. But because of the power that she has, it's going to still look that monstrous. The eyes may be different. So it may look a, li- a bit friendlier. Mm-hmm. But Again, Rebecca lo- Rebecca Sugar does everything with purpose. So even her like even the mo- the movement, the way um the eyes look, the way the water moves, everything around the cartoon made the thing just seem creepy. So if there wasn't that coercion there, the the cartoon probably would have been different. I mean, when you really think about it, a lot goes into just the the body language exactly. that the creature portrays. Because the, the fusion, I forgot the name, the fusion between Pearl Garnet and Amethyst. Uh, Alexandrite. Alexandrite is really creepy if you pose her in a, in a specific way, right? Like she has that gaping mouth. But we we don't necessarily see it as much because her body language is not threatening in general right yeah so i think yeah a lot goes into just like the body language that jasper brings into that relationship where the 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 sole reason for that fusion is to overpower somebody else and to destroy them and on and on the idea of them being in sync they are not in sync (laughs) nope they're literally arguing uh and and using like lapis is using the power to contain the entire body and dragging it, it like they're, they're not in sync <laughs> but at the <laughs> at same all. time could you say that they are in sync in the sense that they're both seeking a form of domination while while jasper is trying to like 
be dominant against the crystal gems, Lapis has sort of found her inner strength that she, we previously talked about that she had sort of lost in her trauma. And she's saying like, you know, I'm stronger than this and I can be stronger than you, Jasper. And I'm going to show that I'm going to fuse with you and I'm going to keep you locked, locked in like in the deepest part of the ocean so you can never hurt anybody else again. And I think it, I, I can buy that. I can buy that. Or that they yeah. like in sync, like that they're, they, they both tapping into the same negative emotions. Yeah. And so they're in sync that way. I could, I could buy that. Yeah. Interesting. Just like we've seen like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember now what I've seen. <laughs> Damn, this is hard. Okay. <laughs> no comment. Is there anything Continue. else? Um, no, I mean, that's like, that's, Oh, it's like, it's, it's so, oh, it's like heartbreaking to see Lapis pulling their fusion into the water mm-hmm. and saying like, oh, you want to be fused? Fine. We're going to be, we're going to be stuck on this, uh, on this stupid planet, on this horrible planet forever. And she just like breaks her, th- like, it is not a happy ending. It was not a happy ending. No. no. Yeah. No. Yeah. And and then all of the like that is the last thing that uh, Stephen and and the Crystal Gems see, like in the episode, right? Like they see that happen and go and drag into the ground, and it's it's shocking for them too. And you don't get the feeling that you know this is the end of 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 Jasper. Like she's just like sleeping in the middle of the ocean, like some eldritch abomination, or like Godzilla just waiting for for the time where when their bindings might come unloose, right? You don't get this no, feeling. No, I mean that... I took I I took her I took her word for it. I was like, "Oh, that she's going to hold her for eternity." Well, she that's what she said. I mean, I don't I don't have any other at this point after watching only this episode, I don't have any other <laughs> uh inclination really. I thought it other was, than that. To me, it was, and it yeah. sounds scary for me because that just I mean, just based on this, that sounds like she's gonna have to fight for 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 dominance, which is something that goes against her personality. Mm-hmm. Um also and it's also tragic because she was trapped in a mirror for thousands of years. And she's going to be constantly in, trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was in the ocean too, right? Wasn't she the mirror or no? What, what no, was it was. Uh, it was uh, the mirror was in Pearl's room or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. No, it was actually in Pearl. Oh, it was in, in Pearl's oh. Pearl. Hmm, was it really in her mental palace? Yeah, because Stephen was sort of learning about schooling and learning, and Pearl was like, "Let me just here. conjure up your a, a leapfrog." sort of like device and that was that was lapis <laughs> lapis is leapfrog jerks and that's it a very right. dark ending to a really wonderful season yeah it was... so, so on hulu it says season one yeah. And another place it says season one, but it doesn't end with this episode. It ends two no. episodes afterwards. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what I was. That's what I was saying too. Which and the other thing was that um, they that we did Uncle Grandpa um, as one of the episodes, and that is uh, in Hulu as season two, episode one. 
in mm. um and here like um on the wikipedia they have it somewhere in the middle somewhere of season one yeah yeah okay the thing was was that in order to get these two episodes on their finale week that they had the their Stephen Bond they had going on they had to push some of the episodes that were meant for season one to episode two however canonically and in the timeline they're still season one they're still within the events of season one which is why the wikipedia has them listed in their chronological order of where these episodes fall in their timeline and in terms of season like what season they're in yeah which is why i wanted to cover uncle grandpa because even though it's technically a non-canon episode it's still part of season one and also it, it without it the whole like system of how we designed these episodes would have been really screwy and we either would have had to do another <laughs> three three episode episode or split these two episodes up which is what i di- which i didn't want to do and so having uncle grandpa in there made it perfect so that way it would have been like the uncle grandpa episode the next two episodes that we had before this and then this episode so i feel like y'all could have figured it out I did figure it out. They're the ones that are fighting me on it. They didn't want to do Uncle Grandpa. And I told them, no, listen, there's a system. There's a plan. I have the plan here. We're doing it. And with that, he was like, I want to do Uncle Grandpa. I want to do Uncle Grandpa. And guess what? He wasn't even here for Uncle Grandpa. Yeah. Well, you know what? That was blame. Blame the institution because they kept me in the city a lot longer than I wanted to be. Thank you, Mark, for giving us our best. And then he got upset because. And then he got upset because we talked about Uncle Grandpa and it was all about sex. You should have called me. I would have, I would have been on the Uncle Grandpa episode. It was made all it, about Made him more mad. <laughs> it would have definitely been all about sex then. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. All right. We're done with this. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning into this a fantastic finale of Here Comes a Thought. Season um, one. We'll be taking... Yeah, this is the end of season one. We're going to be taking a short break, um, probably until, I don't know, maybe June. Probably not as long as people think it is because of the whole coronavirus thing going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we're going to need to take some time to kind of reassess things, do some planning, and, you know, of course, rewatch episodes, have John write down our notes, and figure out a game plan from for, for season two. So make Make Mark do some work. Listen, all right, I have plenty of work on my plate. I don't need more work. <laughs> but again, thank you everybody to to all the the loyal listeners out there that have been uh with us since episode 1. It's been a real blast. Um I am definitely looking forward to the next like 5 seasons that we have <laughs> to to cover. Um, and, you know, these next seasons should be a lot shorter because um, there's not as many episodes in the next coming seasons. But like I said, we'll be taking a short break and then we'll be back probably like May, June-ish or so. I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll post an update. Eh, don't give a date. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say it'll be sometime later this year. How about that? We'll return sometime later this year. When? We don't know. We'll figure it out. But until then. At some point. um, Thank you so much for listening. Yes. And again, if you want to reach out to us, um, all of our Twitter handles, including Josue's, will be in the show notes. Um, 
if you want to write an essay or a dissertation about the what we've talked about or include anything that we may have missed or to do so argue with us oh yeah or especially argue mostly with john but <laughs> if you wish to do that then you can do so over on the forum at forum.geektherapy.com and if you want to chat about steven universe or anything else um, that you know might suit your interest, feel free to join us over on the Discord. It is incredibly active. There's way too many channels to keep, uh, you know, to keep up with. And if there's something that you really want to talk about, and we don't have a channel for it, Josue, we'll make a new one. We can make it happen. <laughs> it doesn't take it doesn't take a lot of effort. It, it'll it will happen. But we can. But we can. We'll, we'll make it happen. That's right. So. Yeah, so thank you guys, and we'll see you guys in season two. Bye. Bye. Bye.